Hello, my lovers. It is I, Drag King Janusz. Welcome to the immigrant takeover of tea with kings and queens. In today's podcast, the members of Migrated Kingdom of Drag will tell you about how they started participating in drag, the workshops they did with me back in September and the showcase that followed, and how you perhaps might get involved in more drag too. So listen to Dragosław, Mariam, Valera Beloved, Robley, and Liar Liar Pants on Fire explore the topic of drag, their personal experience of it, and why it's really, really worth it to get involved. When you're ready, Ed, would you like to start? If you just want to introduce yourself however you feel comfortable and then we can just start our chat. Um, cool. I'm Marzena Żukowska, or Mars. I use they, them pronouns. I'm the co-director of Pomots. I'm also a queer, non-binary Polish immigrant. Ooh. Hi, my name's Rio. I go by Roble the Sea Monster. Um, I just started doing drag and I'm currently unemployed and happy. <laughs> hey, I'm Masha, uh, she, them, and I'm queer refugee from Ukraine and activist and sex therapist and I haven't done my first drag yet, but I will do soon mm-hmm. and I feel really excited about it. Hey, I'm Drauslava Makhova. Uh, also called the they, her, and uh, I'm a queer historian wannabe, I guess. <laughs> and I'm just exploring drag, I would say, through poetry and like other means. <laughs> Hi, I'm Olga Makrinic. I'm um, a playwright and a theatre director. Um, pronouns she, they. I'm a Moldovan queer disabled artist and whatever you ever like to call me (laughs) (laughs) and I started doing drag in um, um, third lockdown so um, yeah (laughs) happy to to join the crowd so this is my first ever podcast takeover I'm here with my greater kingdom of drag I hope this is the first of many sessions I do with you all to hear what you're going to do but first off Mars can you tell us more about your collective how you started, and are you a collective yet? Can I officially call you a drag collective? <laughs> deep, uh, deep, deep and existential question. <laughs> um, so we, uh, so Pomots uh, partnered with incredible artist, facilitator, uh, drag king, uh, Rita Sushek, because we really wanted, we had been having many conversations about using kind of performance and creativity to create kind of more community and more camaraderie, especially among migrants, refugees, asylum seekers. And at Pomos, we do a lot of creative work in general, but we had never done anything with performance like this. And it just felt like there was a a bubbling need. Um, And we thought, you know, what better way to connect through our immigration journeys, uh, our journeys around identity, gender, sexuality, building friendships then through this incredibly radical art of drag. And when did the first lot of workshops take place? I've had Rita on the show before um, and we talked a little bit about it, but what happened after that that made you think, oh, hang on, we're going to carry this on in Liverpool as well. Like, we're all here in Liverpool, which is amazing to me. Yeah, I feel like the... Why did we pick Liverpool? We picked Liverpool because of Eat Me and Preach. Um, so mm. we we thought it, it was around the time that the Labour Party conference was happening, the world transformed, like the whole city was really buzzing. And Eat Me and Preach is, you know, the, like the best alternative, radical, political drag show that and drag troupe that exists. And we thought, what amazing, what an amazing opportunity to partner with them. Um, and so we did it as a pilot project. We did this first round of workshops that were called back in October of 2022 called Masculinity for Beginners. But what we ended up getting was the, a mishmash of many different performances. So not everyone wanted to explore masculinity. Not everyone wanted to 
just do drag. So it was a little bit of cabaret, poetry, um, spoken word, uh, Uncle Sammy doing Gangnam Style, which kind of evades any particular genre. It's just <laughs> incredible. Um, and yeah, I mean, you all can talk more about what the impact was, but we had 10 people sign up for the workshops and all 10 ended up performing. And friendships we built, the mutual aid networks, the support, like we knew that there was something really transformative in the experience. So we wanted to do more. So for those of you that took part in that first workshop, what drew you to it in the first place? Wow. I feel definitely for me it was kind of the idea of like building a new community because this was definitely something I've never ever been part of before. Something so unique in a way. And especially because, I mean, I've been like seeking out specifically migrant spaces, right? And it just felt so good that this was both queer and migrant space. And on top of that, like performance was kind of built into it that mm. I felt like, okay, mm. I really want to do it. And also, I mean, I've been also invited by a friend, Majena. <laughs> so <laughs> it just felt an honor to, mm. to join. Mm. Rio, is that similar for you? Um, for me, it was, I wanted to explore my gender in a more freeing way, in a, in a space where people are accepting and loving of me and I, I didn't have to hide, mm -hmm. you know. Um, the only ways I used to explore my gender before was in my bathroom, locked with music in my headphones, <laughs> or um, when I go clubbing with my friends, and then usually I end up back home with my friends, so my parents or friends never got to see. Um, but yeah, I got this opportunity because... I was clubbing. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I was clubbing, yeah. And um, Majena um, was like, yeah, you be doing the thing. You be doing the, you be dancing. Basically, basically out at the club with leaflets, the equivalent of leaflets. <laughs> basically, yeah. And um, I don't think I even got to speak to you properly, but I got a message from you somehow. What for? Yeah. <laughs> I got a message from you somehow, and I was like, drag? In real? In person? With other queer people? Yes, please. Sign me up straight away. Um, and I remember the first workshop that we did, I remember just stepping in a room full of like beautiful, beautiful gorgeous 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 trans mask people and i've never seen that many trans mask people i was like what at home <laughs> this is where i'm supposed to be i nearly cried that day but yeah thank you oh, <laughs> oh it's, all you. it's all you that sounds incredible and it then you was. performed at the end as well. well exactly we'll come back to performances at the end but um what can you tell us a bit about what happened in that first workshop because it must have been quite nerve-wracking yeah. to go from like being in your bathroom to suddenly like in a space. I know you said you felt safe in that space, mm. but it's quite a big change. Mm. Massive. What are those first workshops like? I think I feel like the first workshops were like just us exploring what like we want from this. Like we were just exploring our drag personas, right? Yeah. So kind of trying to find like what we would like to do, how we would, we would love to express ourselves. Yeah. Do you feel the same way? Like that was definitely the first first one. What do you think? For me, it felt like um, this inner world that I only share with myself was for the first time being shared with other people. And it kind of blew my mind because it was like, I did this on my own and I never knew about drag like that before. I knew about drag queens, but I didn't know about drag kings, and I didn't know about drag for trans people in general. I just thought, I don't know what I thought. But anyway, when I, the first few sessions, I was genuinely like in awe. I, I cried like when I went back home because it felt like, um, I don't know how to explain it. I don't know how to explain it. <laughs> but it felt like, something that you do on your own regularly on a regular basis that you hide from the whole entire world was like 
accepted and loved by everyone and it blew my mind because it was like hold on how do you guys know about this this is my personal vision <laughs> <laughs> this is my when we were making the character I was like this is what I, I do and you do this what <laughs> crazy <laughs> oh but you're facilitating the next round of workshops with Rita how do you make sure you're creating a safe space where people do feel free to express themselves in that kind of a way <laughs> it's not that hard really um, because I think we um, both me and Rita care a lot about making people feel safe like this is like the most important thing and I think also um, like in in when you perform in order to get there on stage you need like a group of support which this workshop builds during those three days or um, and um, yeah, I just wanted to, to share my experience from my first um, workshop because it was very similar to what Rio was uh, saying, though I did it online, it was the same structure and um, I think it was the first one that Rita did actually like uh, properly, um, she took this um, chance on facilitating <laughs> drag workshops and it was really... <clears throat> A big discovery for me because as Dragoslava said I didn't really um, explore drag before and it is something really um, strange for the country I come from we have drag queens mm -hmm. maybe in the um, <clears throat> recent years but you would never see a drag king perform on stage and um, I wanted to also the connection between queerness and my uh, migration is very important to me. So um, <clears throat> I think the way this workshop is uh, thought just to bring people that are safe here to be queer, but at the same time share this um, migration uh, journey is amazing. And um, yeah, I think this is what makes this workshop safe <laughs> uh, just to go back to your question so yeah i really hope that in this new workshop that we are having we will bring more people together and yeah um, yeah congrats to pomots for the great idea <laughs> I, I, I just have to say that at the second workshop and even though I had so much faith in everyone and in all of you, I was like, I don't know how we're going to get this together. Because <laughs> it's like, there was so much, um, it's, oh, but go <laughs> Whoa, what a revelation. <laughs> but it's because going from basically nothing, like mm. we, on the first workshop, we were just drawing things on pieces of paper, trying to imagine what our character could look like. Mm. Going from that to then taking this massive leap of faith mm. and ending up with a, you know, with a two, three, four minute performance that you're doing in front of a big crowd of people. I mean, it, it really is a testament, I think, to Rita's facilitation, mm. now your facilitation, mm. Olga, to create that space where people could step into their power because um, I really do think it's about harnessing some level of, of inner power to, to do it. Yeah, for sure. Like this, the process that Rita took us through, I don't think I would have felt safe or comfortable on the stage at all. If she didn't, if she, if they, what? I think she uses both. Oh, okay. If they didn't use, if they didn't have confidence in us, first of all, uh, I don't think any of all of us were like the second day we were in shambles all of us were feeling how you were feeling like we were thinking how are we going to get this through like we've only drawn on papers mm -hmm. maybe danced to our music and then thought about the process but exactly. we've never like actually done it yeah. but just the way Rita taught us how to take up space the music that they when we were doing the music and they were telling us to go up and down oh it was just like it made me feel so safe on stage like i remembered everything i was like yeah take up space <laughs> <laughs> you are here like wow <laughs> this so is in three days three days three days three days Rita, like i think they can train anybody to be <laughs> yeah like, that's the point actually. right absolutely <laughs> they just have so much confidence that you're gonna do it Oof. yeah three i don't know where it comes amazing. from <laughs> What was it like when you weren't in the workshops, but you were like going about your daily lives in between? I mean, for me, it was horrible because I was actually, <laughs> I was just getting fired from my job. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> so I just got fired 
it's, it was actually on the second day of the workshop it happened exactly that day mm. and I was thinking like okay I know that this workshop should be like empowering empowering and I should just like let everything behind but I'm not that kind of person like mm. I just can't separate this sort of thing so I was really on the verge of like thinking okay I don't think I'm able to go back because even though I hated that job I still felt you know what I mean I still I still didn't feel okay obviously because like when you get any kind of rejection in life it's just sometimes difficult especially if you're neurodivergent you're kind of like what's mm. happening so for me it was really challenging to get back to it mm. but I'm super grateful that I still stayed and it really like eventually it, it was just such a good experience because it really did help me to go through it to be fair <laughs> I I think like did we perform on the 27th or something like that yeah maybe yeah and on the 23rd I moved on to into my new home and I had just finished like a seven month homeless journey so getting that um, experience during that time it was like the first few days in my new house it was amazing. I was on top of the world. I was like, yeah, everything's gonna work out for me. I felt amazing. And then I met these amazing people who just like poured so much love into me and confidence. It felt like the right thing at the right time, honestly. I'm so grateful. It's amazing. Yeah. <laughs> Thank you. Are we gonna cry at the end? It's just, <laughs> oh my god. You don't have to, but. <laughs> <laughs> Um, this is incredible. Yeah. <laughs> um, oh, I don't know where to go now. This is, like, this is so much more than drag, but also it like illustrates the power of it. Mm, mm. Um, Very therapeutic. It yeah. just sounds like. Which is the whole point. So you haven't done the workshops yet. Have you performed? No, I, I will perform in uh, migrated. Oh, Canberra. you will perform. Okay, yeah, so yeah. you are performing. So I'm, I'm having my workshops personally online. Okay, <laughs> okay, okay cool. <laughs> Yeah, um, I, I'm unable to attend new workshops as well. Yeah. <laughs> so, and at that time, so I was also unable uh, to attend workshops because me and my friend were looking for a new place to rent and looking for a place to rent in this country. Yeah. It's just impossible. Yeah, so a <laughs> few months ago, I have been fleeing the war and I didn't know what was most stressful, <laughs> looking for a place to rent for that. <laughs> So, um, yeah, so that's why I couldn't attend workshops and I was also working a lot, etc. And right now I'm working even more and looking for a new place to rent. So, uh, yeah, but we already had a few calls with Rita and uh, since then I had an idea in mind and yeah, it was growing during this all month and yeah, right now it's like... Oh, I'm so I would say 75% ready in my mind awesome. and 60% ready in my body. <laughs> so, yeah, I'm literally occupying my living room and house with seven people and just trying to be drunk with Rita for hours sometimes. It's very, I mean, I live with five cisgender, hetero, white, British men. Oh, and okay. then <laughs> it's very funny. It's very funny. Yeah, it's almost like a stand up. Yeah. Are they supportive? No. Oh. <laughs> No fucking way. Right. I mean, they don't know what my sexuality means. Like, they still don't know what pansexual means. I mean, one of them just learned my name after six months. He was like, uh, Marika. Yeah, so me and my friend live there, and my name is Masha, and her name is Marina. And he thought it's Marika, and so he's both wrong all, all the fucking time. So, no, it's far... Right. Far away from being supportive or anything. No, no, no. A shameless plug. Uh, Masha uh, lives with Marina, who is our friend and an incredible tattoo artist. Very good. Yeah. So you're looking for a tattoo in Liverpool. There's Marina. only one place to go. There's only one movie. At Ave Marina in Instagram. What, I mean Liverpool, yeah. What oh, shop? she does at home. Uh, no, 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 she does or it she, in Tattoo or... Studio on, Li on Lime Street as well. Lime Street. Oh, yeah. In Design for Life? Yes. I've, yes. I've seen her work. Yeah. 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 She's on my list. Oh, oh, yeah. Yeah. We can show you. Yeah, we all can show you oh, tattoos no, from Marina. <laughs> 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 Everyone, literally. Yeah, so, 
Yeah, Marina is amazing. She's not doing drag yet. <laughs> We're working on it. Yeah. So, yeah. What's the experience like doing it online? Uh, actually, all right. I mean, I do almost everything online because yeah. I am a therapist and I like uh, started working uh, while COVID. So I'm just used to online things, probably. I mean, I would love to experience it with this amazing people, obviously, but not this time again, unfortunately. But Rita is amazing. Yeah, Rita is really cool. I mean, I don't know, even online with Rita feels almost like offline. And yeah, it's just really cool. I even saw that Rita lives in Liverpool. This, yeah, your real father, not your real father. No, I forgot already what I wanted to say. Rita sometimes lives in Liverpool. Yeah, no, no. no. So, yeah, that's what I was saying. I thought Rita lives in Liverpool. I was so sure. I was so surprised. Like, literally two weeks ago, Rita tells me that uh, they live in London. And I'm like, wow, why? You moved. (laughs) So, Rita is, I mean, Rita is just so present over here in the community, etc. It's just like... Yeah, you feel this presence mm. in the city. You mm. just like. So this is interesting. Very you, you've got this yeah. interesting contrast in your life that you're living with these guys. That, yeah. Yet <laughs> you've still got community yeah. like, outside your home. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so you have got like a kind of support network out there. Do you think there's anything particular to Liverpool about this Horrible, being able to happen, yeah. well, or this dichotomy between like? Yeah, Liverpool is very yeah. like extreme. Uh, yeah. I feel Fine. Liverpool feels All to me like two too. extremities. Literally, my life in Liverpool is like from there to there, from this horrible like average grey cis and hetero world mm. like it's all like I think it's and then you go to this rainbow and it's almost like <laughs> the, yeah, glitter, yeah, yeah, the yeah. glitter just kills your eyes because <laughs> I literally have this eye sensitivity to the condition when uh, they're afraid of bright light and that's almost how it feels like almost painfully bright rainbow yeah. glitter just <laughs> <laughs> and you go from there to there <laughs> I think because you like the normal cis het normative people here are just not Normal. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, specific kind of. Yes, I feel like the queers feel safe. <laughs> yeah, that's yeah. Cool. Yeah, like, a weird brand of this head normativity. Yeah, it's like a scam's brand. Yeah, that's mm. <laughs> yes. I feel like that's why. Yeah, no. yeah. When you were doing the workshops, how was it at the front of your mind that you were going to get up on stage and perform? Or were you just trying to focus on the moment of being in the workshop? Because it sounded like so much was going on for you, like personally, mm. in terms of like discovery. Um, how important was the performance part of it for you? Do you want to start? I think I remembered that we were going to perform on the second day. Is that the expectation from the beginning? Or is it more just explore, see how you feel, and then there's an opportunity to perform? Yeah. Well, um, it, it's not an expectation, definitely, so we are quite uh, um, choice-free like, yeah. <laughs> with that. But um, from, from your experience, guys, I think everybody wanted to perform because it was so fun. Mm-hmm. And also from my experience in my Zoom workshop, um, yeah, everybody performed at the end. Um, because, you, you know, like, you don't expect this to happen, but at the same time, you want to see how you feel. You, and um, it's really amazing. So we we say in our like um, um, Google form that um, it's not compulsory to perform, but if you want to, we are happy to uh, support you with that. So we'll see. <laughs> but the energy sucks you in. I was not. That was not my role during this project. I was supposed <laughs> to be supporting the production of it. And then it just like sucks you in. Yeah. And then you see everyone so happy and performing, and you're like, well, now I'm getting FOMO and I need to. Do that. <laughs> and this group was so extremely encouraging. I just remember the night of the performance being backstage. I don't know if I was talking to you, Dreloslava, being like, this is a terrible idea. <laughs> this is a terrible yeah. idea. Why did no one stop me? And then it was magnificent. 
you know. Yeah. But then you decided at midnight the night before that you were going to do I it. I did, and I, I thought, Rita, Rita for days was like, if you're going to perform, tell me. Even if you have a, a bit, like an inkling that you want to perform, just fucking tell me. And I didn't. I didn't. <laughs> and then I told, I told them at midnight the I'm night so before tired. the performance. <laughs> I thought, I mean, Rita was, you know, as my friend and colleague was like, I'm going to kill you. As my drag daddy was extremely supportive. <laughs> so it, it did work out in the end. No, it was great. It was great. Yeah. How did you both feel about the performance aspect? Yeah, I felt like for me the performance was something I really just wanted to share something with the audience, with the world in a way. I somehow, through my poetry, through the drag, I really wanted to just complain, but in an artsy way. <laughs> so I wanted to perform from the beginning in a way, but more in a like angsty way <laughs> and I wasn't really thinking about it, it because so cool. I just made up the poem like during the one workshop just from my mind like it was so bizarre because of the whole the energies were just so yeah, right the yeah. stars were in the right constellation so <laughs> it just worked out all of a sudden because of the vibe was just so good on mm. such a nice warm cozy level that I mean we got to talk about being immigrants as well yeah at the start, and that just like brought up so much inspiration i remember jared saying that yeah he also wrote uh, that poem yeah yeah jared also wrote that poem after the first workshop yeah I was like, wow because we we like proper bonded over being mm-hmm. immigrants and how annoying it is absolutely yeah <laughs> it was wonderful so we all complained together it was mm-hmm. great mm-hmm. <laughs> had you ever been able to do that publicly before like get on stage and express yourselves in that kind of a way mm-hmm. have you been on stage before at school on the right. meet yeah but without oh. drug <laughs> <laughs> oh okay um so, no just school so what were your performances like can you talk us through it oh, oh. Do you wanna spoiler it's yeah. it was just wow I want to talk about yours. <laughs> Your one was 10, 10. No. Oh my god. <laughs> yeah, the videos are going up this week. So. Oh, right. Your one was amazing. Right. Yours was amazing. Uh, <laughs> I feel like the energy, the energy of <laughs> like because she wasn't even moving. She was just like staring at people with like a big old Bible in front of her. She was just like, dun, 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 dun. <laughs> and then we'll stare at you and like make sure her words will resonate and then the music in the background oh it was like do you know when you get gathered around as a little kid to watch a horrible horror movie and, you, and the lights are dark it was like that and that person was at top just 10 nasty nasty sorry it was so good yeah and then, like honestly and then in contrast rio's performance was like all of a sudden, this person just like blossomed on the stage and just was everywhere. And it was so captivating, so incredibly sensual and hot. And it's just like you could literally see the sea monster. You could feel every aspect of the dance, every move. You could feel it through your own body. It just felt so good and absolutely captivating. I mean, I think like we were all just like, wow. This is honestly Rio. my favorite part of the performance. Like, even before like the second day when we were like um when we were preparing just like getting on stage and performing like my favorite part was just seeing how great everyone was mm-hmm. and then then yeah. coming run then then come then coming up to you to be like oh i was horrible like i did terrible like why am i gonna do this and then us like reaffirming you be like no yeah. this is 10 10 you're amazing and then when you go up on stage, you feel what they feel and you come back like, I was horrible, you guys are lies. <laughs> <laughs> but like you realise when you're on stage, you feel that way because you've got so much pressure, but the people watching you are the ones that can see. And so every time somebody went up and came back and was like, I was horrible, I just realised we all think that about ourselves, but we all actually are amazing because I'm seeing amazing stuff. Oh, it yes. was amazing. Who even does this? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it was so good. Have you seen any video back of you performing? Mm. Yeah, we've yeah. seen like. What through. does it feel like? <laughs> 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 yeah, so the, the level 
of self-esteem in the group generally is very low. But at the, at the same point, the level of supporting others yes. is yes. very high. Yeah. Yeah. So it's again about extremities. Yeah. 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 yeah, we can only talk good about other people. Yeah, yeah, yeah. exactly. Um, yeah, I mean, it felt, for example, like, yeah, I definitely focused on like things that I could do better. Like, for example, I was thinking, oh, I could really like go with that makeup. I could do better. I could be better equipped. I could be more scary. And do you know what I mean? But it, it felt, I mean, still, it felt nice in a way. It still felt like, wow, like, look, you've done it. Like, this is it. Like, this yeah. is you. Look at it. Look at yeah. all those people looking at you. Yeah. <laughs> it was so good. Like, yeah. Looking back on it, like I've watched it several times. <laughs> Every once in a while, I'll be like, I need to feel alive. And yeah. I go watch that video and be like, that As was you should. That was my 15. Well, it wasn't 15 minutes, but it was my three minutes. <laughs> <laughs> this is why you need to keep going. It was amazing. It was absolutely amazing. Very different, but absolutely amazing. Draho had this huge letter D. On the background, it was just so epic. Yeah. I was like, "Oh my gosh!" <laughs> 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 yeah, the crowd went crazy. Like oh, there was yeah. so much euphoria because the the framing of it was that we were doing both a migrant and drag king takeover of mm-hmm. the space, and Eat Me, I don't think had ever had that many migrants and like trans mask drag kings on stage mm-hmm. and it was like you could just feel it from the crowd because mm-hmm. Masha you were in the crowd right? yeah I was in the crowd I I was watching all the performances oh my gosh they were all so different very different Rio I loved the dance oh my gosh when I first time met Rio like in person um, it was few weeks later it was Halloween I think yeah <laughs> Halloween nice it was clubbing <laughs> no it was clubbing all but the magic then, starts yeah <laughs> but then also we went to after party queer space which is a drug space did peace and then Rio and I were talking already for hours and then I suddenly realized that Rio is this magic beast from the stage the dance was mm-hmm. i just haven't ever seen anyone dancing that magically on stage i was like wow <laughs> and then I, I just very often i have it like i have this beast from the stage and then i have the person and then it's just different people in my mind and then when i'm like oh wow <laughs> I was fucked, we all know it. <laughs> so, I told you, oh. I, I tried. We did talk for hours. Yeah. <laughs> when you watch those videos of yourself though, mm. do you see you? Good question. <laughs> no, I didn't, I didn't feel like me on stage. Mm. Yeah, I thought something t- took over. Something took over. I didn't feel like on me on stage because I remember when I came off stage, my friend called me. He was like, "How was it? How was it?" I was like, "I felt so alive. I've never felt that way before." And they were like, "Do you want to do it again?" I was like, "Are you asking me if I want to be alive?" <laughs> <laughs> and I remember the second time we performed, I just couldn't bring that energy at all, and that thing didn't take over me. So yeah. Every time I watch that video, it's not me. Mm-hmm. Yeah, um, Rita did tell us the second performance is always the hardest. Like, mm, the, the second album. Mm, <laughs> always. It's always <laughs> mm. Yeah, it was tough. Um, but I think that's so profound, Rio, because I think as queer people, as trans, non-binary people, as migrants, like, we're not meant to feel alive we're not meant to be alive mm-hmm. you know and that that is the messages that you're getting from the government from the media um from people around you mm-hmm. um and so to take up that much space and say actually i'm here and i am alive is it's like the most radical thing you can do Oh my gosh. This is deep. This is like deep. (laughs) We're not exaggerating. 
Jume, and we were having <laughs> yeah. moments. We were having epiphanies. We were having the, the light stop, everything stopped. Do you know that moment where everything stops and you're just still? It's true. Yeah, we were feeling that. But how good. did you then, like, take care of yourselves? Even when you were doing the workshop, how did you take care of yourselves? Because it sounds, like, profound. Mm what was happening mm. were you just in that moment there must was there a point maybe after the performance or something where you just stopped and you realized how important it had been mm. yeah i think i had to process it for like three weeks afterwards yeah. yeah i was crying a lot and um it felt like coming down it mm. felt like coming down from tripping or something <laughs> mm. <laughs> for real because that high that it gives you is all the way up there like that's how I felt it anyway and it took me like a good couple of weeks to like come back to my normal self mm. and like actually realize that happened mm. like I'll wake up the next day and be like I performed yesterday I watched mm. the video I'll be like I did that like that really <laughs> happened wow so for me, it felt like I went to another universe and tried to come back down. It was so difficult. I didn't want to come back down. So you said the second performance for you was quite difficult. How long after? We did it a while after, it? Cause two months. Was it together? Was it as a group again? Yeah. Um, some of us dropped out because it was short timing. Yeah. I remember I felt ill right after yeah. because I was already being ill on during the first yeah. rehearsal that we did. Mm. And then the next day, I just started throwing up on a train. I was mm. like, oh shit, I better not throw up on stage. It would, although, it would be cool, but... <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I remember being on the phone with you. Oh my and God. You're, like, you're like, I'm throwing up, should I still come? I'm like, I don't think you should come. But you're like, should I still come? I'm like, Raho, I think you should really stay home right now. <laughs> disappoint the group you know because I mean I felt like kind of because we had just such a thing together going mm. so I felt like oh no I'm like leaving them behind I don't want Maybe. to kind of like I don't know it just felt like I'm betraying them in a sense do you know what I mean mm. it felt really strange have you performed again since then no actually mm. I haven't performed again since no but it was I think it's also because there has been lots of going on and we've been spoken about we've been speaking about it with Rita as well and they also were saying oh yeah I also didn't have time for drag because this was quite transformative period like the new year and I think there was lots of happening like in our lives mm. and I think it was was it from our group MJ? Just MJ who really had the momentum kind of going oh. and we are all so happy Honestly. for them like <laughs> because they're down, they're yeah. still in the universe as <laughs> we was saying yeah yeah because yeah. yeah, mj performed it was my chemical romance uh black parade mm -hmm. and a bunch of us <coughs> helped so they made a banner like, the night before cool performance and it was like it. this big like abolitionist political stance and it was it was incredible who else performed mm. we should pay our respects yeah. <laughs> Jared, Jared maybe Jared performed mm -hmm. poetry Jared uh -huh, the poetry yeah. that was so lovely mm -hmm. it was lovely um, I forgot and it had the what Olga's partner performed oh, Olga, yeah. oh yeah should, but but, <laughs> but not, not on the second workshop no but the not, first yeah, one yeah yeah the first one yeah so um, I think drag has this power of creating a community and like um, from my experience, then um, my partner wanted to try it as well. So um, she came to the um, to the first workshop and she did like a um, um, drag creature, uh, a migrant but butterfly. So um, yeah, um, and we still continue doing this at home in a way, like a very homey drag situation <laughs> when we have time. <laughs> And um, I think uh, you asked about um, taking care of ourselves, and I think um, what was very empowering for me was actually that um, wh while doing these workshops and also um, continuing. Um, like developing my practice I think um, drug actually take care of me in a way yeah. so I don't feel like 
I need to take care after that. Mm-hmm. I think that I miss this level of care if I'm not doing it. Oh. So this is how I, I think it works actually for um, everyone else in the group, if I can mm-hmm. share this yeah. experience. Yeah. So, yeah. It is healing, yeah, for mm-hmm. sure. Very empowering, yeah. For sure. So how do you manage when you're not able to perform or have time? it's also part of my like um because i didn't perform on stage before so i'm quite new to this um like performing myself um in in drag is something totally different from i i was used to do so um each time i have the uh, opportunity to put some makeup on or to uh, try uh, a new song to lip sync to is like really um, it does something to me you know <laughs> like so um, I think um, we try to uh, create these opportunities like these workshops and trying to set up this collective of um, migrant kings is is really important I don't know if Pomot wants to de- develop this uh, further from Liverpool or just to locate this, this here but I think it would be great to have like a, a proper migrant uh, voice on the drag scene mm. so mm. yeah because I think as much as I love the drag scene in the UK there are lots of gaps in representation yeah, a lot <laughs> a lot <laughs> um, so I think it's really important how has doing these workshops changed your feelings about yourself in everyday life is it clearly it's filtered through Mm. is it something you think about a lot I feel like it's definitely given like we talk about power quite often right Mm. so I think it's definitely show me that anything is possible in a way especially like it's the it's the sort of mentality like oh you don't see yourself there so you make it happen and so Pomod's um, made it happen for us. Mm. And the fact that they facilitated this for us, you know, because I think individually it's amazing when we manage to do it. Yeah. But with this right support, especially, for example, if you tend to be an anxious person or if you... Do you know what I mean? Like sometimes you can, it can be quite isolating. Mm. So the way how they helped us to experience it, um, it definitely, like, the empowering feeling is just like anything is possible if you just believe. <laughs> <laughs> I want to mention Uncle Sammy because I think his performance was incredible because he did Gangnam Style but like his own spin on it and he's someone whose like queer life basically started to blossom after he retired Mm. like and he's got so many incredible stories now he travels the world we keep getting photos of Mm -hmm. all of his vacations and holidays I can message him and be like my phone but like there was even like the like so many different countries represented so many different genders and then the age diversity Mm -hmm. like it was just incredible yeah i'm so glad uncle sammy top part yeah yeah it was really fun lara did performed Mm -hmm. as zeka brazilian um did like huge commentary on migration like had in the hostile environment, mm-hmm. I think had interspersed. Why do I still remember? Her? You remember? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and had like interspersed, like politician speeches that were super anti-immigrant, and it was just so it was so powerful. It was a proper performance, like she was acting and everything as well. Stefan, yeah, it yeah. was that facial acting. Yeah, it was like a completely silent performance, but wow. it was so. And I think it was hearkening back to like 1920s, mm. like the whole look, the suspenders. Ah, oh, she looks so cool. Yeah. So cool. I remember helping her clip on her suspenders at the last workshop and I'm like, this is such a, it's like such a tender moment of like an older queer helping a younger queer, like, <laughs> you know, with their gender expression. It was That's really... So cute. Hajar. I was going to say, um, she did the Moroccan, was it? Yeah, because we got a bunch of, so Uncle Sammy, Hajar and Jared came through Heart of Glass and Many Hands, One Heart, that's a here house runs, and they're helping us out with recruitment this time, so oh, we're just wow, so, brilliant. apparently they're super excited um, to do this round as well. It's just 
growing and growing, isn't it? Yeah. You are going to have to welcome the newbies. Newbies. <laughs> yeah. Talk, let's talk about the next round of workshops. How are you feeling about taking part in that? What are your thoughts? Do you feel like Do you feel like you've got drag personas, or do you just want to explore something completely different each time you come to the workshops? <laughs> I'm working with Masha this time. Right? Mm, okay. Yeah. <laughs> the way you were describing oh, how, yeah. you, how prepared you are. Like, no, I just immediately <laughs> had an idea in my head. Okay. I don't know. I, I love do to. Do you want to talk about it or is yeah, it? Okay, yeah, cool. sure. Uh, I love to direct performances. I was doing it literally since like times when I was in children's camps. <laughs> and. Yeah, I immediately had this Marian guy, Ukrainian guy in my head, who is like also a mask, but very kind of stiff. And then he finds out somehow through, yeah, probably like engaging with queer people and falling in love with his first crush. He finds out that he's actually gay. That's a very like, like I would say average story in Ukrainian kind of environment because many people leave till, I don't know, 20, 30, 40. Yeah, so then they have kids and wife or grandchildren. And then they figure out that, oh, wow. Yeah, so, but Marian is lucky because he's in his early 20s and he figured, figures out that he's gay. But then, obviously, Ukrainians love the drama. There is a specific word for it, Zhurba. So Zhurba is Ukrainian word for not just drama, it's like drama, deep sadness, grief, and all together, but also for like a long time, it's like a state you have been in. So that's why my performance needs to have drama. And then we have uh, here air alarm, the war starts. And Marion is scared first, and then anxious and this and that. But then Marion is like, we're going to the war. So Marion, gay becomes a soldier. Oh I really God. yeah I'm so invested. <laughs> <laughs> What's so, yeah, I just really wanted to represent this kind of gay soldier community because obviously even over here I see and feel it that when we talk about army or soldiers, people usually imagine those again cisgender heterosexual men. But that's not how it is. The first of all Ukraine is like I don't remember for sure, but somewhere third on the list of the amount, uh, the percentage of women in the army right now, as well as uh, queer community as well. There is no numbers, unfortunately, because in Ukraine they don't feel, most of them don't feel safe enough to be out uh, publicly and etc. But the point is that uh, I was engaged in queer community back in Ukraine a lot, and most of them are in the army right now. Some of them died, obviously, and that's why Marion is going to die on the stage. Yes, yes, drama, drama, drama. Yeah. So and I see it like, yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. So it's all gonna be, it's gonna be really intense. Everything I love. Wow. Yeah, it, it's gonna be intense. In three minutes, it's like gay coming out, crush, war, soldier, death. Yeah, like. Same thing I see when the war starts, yeah, the, the life runs in front of your eyes. And yeah, I see it like, first we show Marian like fighting and etc. And then Marian is being shot. And I, we, we are talking with Rita, we really need to get this kind of red glitter. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so I'm... Uh, oh, I already got it. Oh, <laughs> cool. cool, thank you. So yeah, when, when, I, when I'm being shot, there will be like red glitter, like... Yeah, and then I die, then I die on the stage, and uh, people, Rio and someone else, are gonna come <laughs> and cover me with Ukrainian and LGBTQIA plus flags. <laughs> Drama. <laughs> yeah. That's beautiful, actually. I like that. It's gonna be incredible. Can you come back to life, though? No. <laughs> you need no, to no. take me by uh, feet and arms and just. Yeah. 
Do you know that mean? You can't kill me. I'm a bad bitch. <laughs> <laughs> you just come back. No, on. I mean, uh, me. yeah, that's that's something uh, personal about me. Every mm. time I do something, I don't want to do. I mean, yeah, that's something what annoys me about the UK in general mm. and the. Uh, mentality over here because uh, I did so many things already like from concerts to interviews from protests to something else and etc but each time there is this thing about like let's do it nice let's make it nice let's make it beautiful and etc and I'm like no 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 let's make it disgusting terrible Mm -hmm. ugly and etc because I mean I I want to show Ukrainian context and Ukrainian context right now is fucking horrible and that's what I want to show so Marian dies and Marian stays dying on stage bleeding with blood just like oh my god yeah is Marian crushed at war too (laughs) Probably. <laughs> I hope so. They at least like be holding hands. <laughs> <laughs> no, yeah, that was another idea, but Rita said it's enough. Yeah, but, but but for the future, for the future, there is another idea because there is uh, yeah there is something happening after the. Oh my god! Uh, <laughs> yeah. So after Marian dies, another idea was. Uh, so, uh, yeah, and that idea was to take away the first part of uh, non-gay uh, Marian yet, yeah, and um, make a third part be uh, Marian dies, and then uh, Marian's boyfriend comes, and Marian's boyfriend has no rights so ever, mm-hmm. like for anything. Marian, Marian's boyfriend is no one. Mm-hmm. Doesn't matter if they've been living together for three, five, ten years, whatever. Yeah, so that's what's happening right now in Ukraine as well. Mm. Yeah, there is no right to decide about the body, about the funeral, about anything, right? So again, but <laughs> Rita said that, okay, <laughs> that's enough. Yeah, Rita is keeping it the boundaries. <laughs> yeah. We're laughing, but how do you feel when you're performing or rehearsing this? Because I, I haven't been really. <laughs> so yeah, okay. I, I just had a few calls, like two, two, three, maybe. Yeah, three marks with Rita. But I, uh, the idea was growing in my mm-hmm. head for a long time already. So mm-hmm. yeah, we will see. We should do another podcast, yeah. and then I will tell you later. Yeah, we'll talk yeah. after um, yeah. you've all performed again. Drama. Uh, drama. <laughs> drama. That's the power of drag. Um, so tell us about the next performance then. Hopefully this should come out like really shortly mm-hmm. after today. Um, how can people come and see this fantastic show that's going to be at the end of this next round of workshops? Who wants to do the admin? Well, <laughs> tickets are completely free and we think they're going to sell out really quickly. Um, we're doing it this time, in again, in collaboration with Eat Me and Preach. Um, it's part of the Expersia Festival, which is part of Eurovision. Um, so completely free. It's going to be at Quarry, which is just a bit up north of city centre. May 9th, uh, I think doors open at 8pm. Um, and... Yeah, and it's going to be a mix of incredible migrant talent, first-time performers, seasoned performers. We got some amazing headliners, um, some coming up from London, uh, Prince Silver, who runs T-Boys Club. Ooh. We've got Well Hung Parliament coming Ooh. in from Manchester. <laughs> yeah, so yeah. it's going to be it's going to be incredible. <laughs> um, thank you all so much for chatting I really really appreciate it and it's so nice to like just be in a physical room with you all <laughs> and yeah. to know that you're all like down the road this, there's like magical stuff happening in the city right now and I like to think that it's like slowly taking over the negative side of the city yeah. that we've been talking about but um, we've got to keep going on so I can't wait to see you all before thank you Thank you. Thank, thank you for having us. Thank you. Crying session. Thank you, Carly. Yeah, sorry about that. <laughs> Hi again, it's Carly. Thanks so much for listening to the show. If you want to find out more or get in touch, head over to teawithkingsandqueens.com. <laughs>